Community Health Center Advocates. This is Nicolas Valbuena. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. It's September 22nd, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today is Kristen St. John. Hispanic Heritage Month is in full swing. We are grateful for this Salud America article, 17 Awesome Ways to Celebrate Hispanic Awareness Month, because it reminds us that celebrating the diversity of our communities requires increasing our knowledge and awareness, changing our behaviors, and challenging systems of oppression. We hope you will choose three actions in the article, which can be found by going to saludamerica.org to integrate into your life and that of our community health center. Hispanic and Latinx community health center leaders have mobilized people and resources to ensure access to quality, affordable care in communities facing tremendous stigma and injustice. Celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month also requires us to advocate for funding and policies to provide necessary resources to enhance facilities and workforce to ensure holistic, culturally competent care for all our Hispanic and Latinx neighbors. Think about every person you know who values CHCs, local business leaders, patients, family, board members, faith leaders, and invite them to stand with us to ensure all community health centers have the resources needed to strengthen our communities. If you have stories showing the ways community health centers offer hope in challenging times, please share them with us. As always, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org for support. Now let's get to it. Kristen, tell us what's happening up on the Hill. Thanks, Nick. If you haven't heard, last week, the House Energy and Commerce Committee finished a markup session of their legislative portion of the Partisan Reconciliation Spending Plan, the Build Better Act. The legislation includes included $10 billion in community health center infrastructure funding, $6.3 billion in workforce funding, and other Medicare and Medicaid priorities. Advocacy is still needed to ensure our $10 billion in infrastructure and $6.3 billion workforce funding remains in the House Reconciliation Package as it moves through uh, committees to a floor vote and in the Senate version, which is likely to be significantly smaller than the initial House version. If you haven't yet, make sure to head over to hcadvocacy.org backslash take action to send your personalized message to your U.S. representative. Also, the House and Energy Committee and the Ways and Means Committee debated their respective provisions of the Build Back Better Act. Democrats expect the drug pricing provisions to provide a significant portion of revenue to pay for investments in other health care programs, including expanding Medicare and Medicaid services. In the ENC committee, three moderate Democrats voted no on allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices, citing concerns of harm against pharmaceutical innovation, resulting in a 29-29 tie vote that prevented the provision from advancing. The Ways and Means Committee drug pricing provisions passed by a margin of 24 to 19, with one Democrat voting against the measure. Moderate Senate Democrats have also indicated they support current drug pricing pr proposals. This leaves a key reconciliation priority in flux as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer struggled to satisfy their progressive and moderate members. NAC is closely monitoring conversations around drug pricing provisions that could potentially impact health centers, primary care associations, and HCCNs. 
And finally, the House is expected to vote on a continuing resolution early this week as the September 30th, 2021 deadline to fund the government and prevent a government shutdown nears. The CR would go through December 3rd, 2021 and include a sus suspension of the debt limit through December 16, 2022. The legislation will require 60 votes in the Senate to avoid a filibuster. However, the Republicans continue to say they will oppose any efforts to raise the debt limit. Nick, any interesting health center news you'd like to share? Before I get into that, I'd like to let everyone know to stay tuned for the date and time for NAC's webinar focused on the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services Vaccine Mandate Interim Final Rule. Once CMS posts their interim rule for the September 9th, 2021 announcement on vaccination requirements in healthcare settings, we'll walk through the components together and learn from health center leaders around the country who are implementing the vaccine mandate. In the meantime, check this week's Washington update for links to related sources for additional guidance. In your health center section of your Washington update, there's a story about how Oregonians are handling the current pressure on emergency departments that highlights a pre-emergency room triage tent, which is a partnership between a hospital, a Medicaid insurer, and Aviva Health, an FQHC. The Using Data to Tell Your Story section includes links to the bi-weekly health center's response to COVID-19 infographic for you to download. Our research team also has the new Medicaid and CHIP PHD termination impact survey available to fill out. All FQHC CEOs have received an email to participate in this short seven question survey about the impact the termination of Medicaid and CHIP's PHE flexibilities will have on their patients and centers. If they have not received this email or have any questions, please have them contact Sarah Baser at sbaser at NAC.org. Before I leave, Feedback is needed for a George Washington University operation survey. Please share information about your operations over the past year through participating in our survey with George Washington University. All health center CEOs should have received an invitation via their email. If they have not or have any future questions, please email Jessica Chirac at jchirac at gwu.edu. Thanks, Nick. Some quick reminders before we leave. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the, you can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassroots.org or follow us on Facebook using at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. We'll be back next week.